Good adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzek, and welcome to episode 98 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. We're going to get right to it today because we are doing one of our fun roller prompt writing shows. We roll dice, we write, we read, and don't worry, you don't have to watch us write. So we'll just get to it, and I'll see you after. Okay, now I just started recording. You need to tell those two stories again. Oh <laughs> my God, I'm not telling those stories <laughs> when did you start recording a snake <laughs> no I, I just did a little bit ago so that i think those are great pieces of advice and i think um you should go ahead and give them again we're talking about just writing christina mentioned being nervous hope you don't mind i said that <laughs> and, but it, I, i'm nervous every single time because i overthink every mm. single thing that i write it's terrible and so Lisa had these two great pieces of advice. So I'm going to have her tell the stories all over again. <laughs> okay. So one of my favorite movies of all time, it has Sean Connery in it and it is about writing and it is called Finding Forrester. And way back when it came out, I had two young kids. My husband was working, you know, lots and lots of hours. So I was just really, you know, cooped up and frustrated. And so he came in one night in time for me to head out to the movies, handed him the kids, you know, walked out the door, said, um, you know, he's, where are you going? I said, the movies. I said, with who? I said, by myself. Um, you know, which not a lot of people can appreciate, but I do love to go to the movies um, all along. And my son had a really funny, interesting take on that because my daughter would never go to the movies alone. But my son went all the time. And she's like, well, you know, don't you want any friends? He's like, it's not like you can talk to them anyway, <laughs> watching a movie. What's the point? So, I went to see this movie, I loved it. And, you know, I ended up, um, you know, giving new meaning to the term going to the movies alone because I was the absolute only person in the theater. But there's a really fun clip, even if you don't have the time to go watch the movie, um, you can find it on YouTube. And he's trying to teach this young, young man about writing and he tells him to start writing and he pulls out his typewriter and he starts clicking away at the keys. And it's a really, it's a really fun scene with like even just the noises of the clicking mm -hmm. and you know the the kid kind of stops and he's like you know furrowing his brow and he says what are you doing and he said i'm thinking he's no 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 i didn't tell you to think i told you to write so um and, he, and then he says he goes on to say you know your first draft needs to come from your heart and your second draft is when you start thinking and it comes from your head so um so i do that a lot and i think that's why these exercises are so great is because it just forces you to just write like you, you you're not allowed to really think about it especially when you time yourself mm -hmm. but then i found this really great quote that says you can only think about what you already know so that's why why new insights always come when you stop thinking and the author is alexander den i want to say hoosier it's h i h u i j e r i don't know who, who that is but um so that is tacked up in front of my face to remind myself to stop thinking when i write that's a great quote i like that all right if you're just joining us uh for the first time for one of our writing prompt shows what we do is we work from the series of writing prompt books that Lisa Mahoney and I co-authored, and she's going to hold one up if you're on video. <laughs> I'm putting her on the spot. <laughs> I'll hold them all up so we get them. Okay, so she's going to hold them up. We have uh, mystery and uh, what else do we have? Horror yeah. and sci-fi, fantasy, romance, a genre mashup. Is that it? There's yep. six all together. 
So what we do is we roll dice. We have our guest roll dice for what genre we'll be working in. And then Lisa will flip to a random page and she'll tell us what we need to roll for on the page. And then we've created a writing prompt and all three of us will write from the same prompt for 20 to 30 minutes. And then we will stop and we will read and I will cut out all that boring watching us write portion. So <laughs> you can just go straight from hearing the prompt to hearing the stories. You did say that our guests would roll. So Christina, do you have a dice or do you want yep. me to roll for you? Oh, I bought, I bought dice. Yay! <laughs> she has dice, so let's go ahead and roll for the uh, for the genre. Okay, so just just one die, right? Yep. Mm -hmm, just one. All right, number four, romance. Lisa's gonna flip to a page. All right, go. Roll right, so page. I roll. Yep. All right, one. Okay, so this is our character, and our character is a ballroom dancer. Oh, all right. Okay, roll again. Five. So this word has to appear somewhere in the story. You know, has to is in quotes, of course. Um, five is vulnerable. Vulnerable. And then our last criterion is- uh, Five again. Five again? Yep. Oh. Well, you two will love this one. Running a 10K race 10k <laughs> so there has to be a ballroom dancer the word vulnerable has to be in there and the action of the story revolves around running a 10k race yep okay and they don't have to be in the race these are just all the suggestions that you can use okay and so i'm going to set up my timer put my phone where i can see it so I'm going to set it for 20 minutes and then we will check in after 20 and see how we're doing. And I'm going to turn off my light. So just remind me to turn it back on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear them, sisters. Who goes first? Uh, I'll go first. I was okay. inspired by Lisa's stories. So. <laughs> oh, see, I've never heard any of the prompt stories. So okay. So my story and reminding everybody again, well, I probably don't need to because we'll have cut out all that part. It's the romance genre. We have a ballroom dancer, which I completely forgot about. Oh, well, uh, we have vulnerable and running a 10K. So <laughs> I forgot about vulnerable too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here it goes. Mine, mine actually has a title this time. It's called Molly's Gift. Oh. Geraldine stopped at the corner of Sykes and Seymour and did a slow turn, taking in the empty road, the strip mall on the eastbound side with the supermarket and a half dozen empty storefronts, and the theater on the westbound side, advertising $2.99 all day, every day. She massaged the stitch in her side and nodded every now and then to the runners who passed by, asking if she was all right. Just waiting on my friend, she'd say politely, vaguely pointing at the stretch of road behind them. But she'd watch them then she'd watch them jog to the traffic light and continue through, taking a left in the middle of the street and high-fiving the traffic cops there to make sure no stray cars wandered into the race. It hadn't been her idea. Her friend Molly had signed them both up and surprised her with it on her 37th birthday. It'll be so much fun, she said, and we'll get healthy training. So far, it wasn't fun, and Geraldine didn't feel any better than she did six weeks ago when they'd begun. Checking her running watch, all part of the birthday present, she saw that she'd only run three miles and there were seven more to go. 
It might have been more fun if there were zombies chasing her. She'd seen zombie runs on TV and those look like fun. Though being out here right now, she'd rather have the zombies pretend to kill and eat her than encourage her to finish the 10 mile race. When she'd asked Molly why 10 miles and why not just a 5K, her friend had said, because then we'll put a qualifying time for our first full marathon and you don't want to be in the, at the, and you don't want to be in a corral way at the end. At the time, she had no clue what that meant, but it sounded, didn't sound all that bad. Now standing in the Florida sun, she felt a little nauseous. She tugged the water bottle out of her running belt, another gift from Molly, and took a sip and watched more runners catch up to her. She turned slowly away from them as she drank so she wouldn't have to explain that she was waiting her friend for her friend who had actually left her 30 minutes earlier. Really, she insisted, you keep going. I just need to walk a bit. I'll catch up. Are you sure, Molly had asked? I hate to leave you alone. And yet she'd run away pretty quickly, easily disappearing into the crowd, which hadn't upset Geraldine all that much. She continued sipping and looking at anything but the other runners so she wouldn't have to keep explaining and her eyes settled on the movie theater. Classic Sunday double feature, Casablanca and the African Queen. Geraldine dug a finger back into another pocket on the belt and plucked a 20 out of the pouch. Another gift from Molly. Always have some cash just in case you wanna buy an extra t-shirt at the end of the race. Geraldine clutched the bill in her sweaty hand and jogged, to a new, jogged in a new direction. 10 minutes later, armed with a large soda and a big bucket of popcorn, Geraldine settled into a chair in the center of the empty theater and then and let all and the and the let's all go out to the lobby cartoon was still playing. And as she slouched down in her seat, ready to enjoy the films, she caught the eye of a man walking down the aisle looking for a seat. He was dressed like her, running shorts and a t-shirt with a big number pinned to the front. He grinned when he saw her and stopped. He tugged at the number and his shoulders bobbed as he began to laugh. Then he pointed at the seat beside her. Geraldine shrugged shyly and he quickly worked his way over to her. I'm Eric, he said. I see great minds think alike. I'm Geraldine, she said. I think they do. She took a sip of soda and decided that Molly was a good friend after all. <laughs> that was really good. That's awesome. Uh, thanks. So I tell you, that's how I feel every time we run a race. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be my plan if I even signed up for a race to find someplace I could I could be a Rosie Ruiz I can duck in and then come back out at the finish line at the end yeah oh, yeah yeah oh, yeah well I forgot I forgot ballroom dancer too so uh, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me might be the only one to fall in all the directions today <laughs> um I don't care if you want to go next or I can go next whichever you, you're the guest you can pick can go next okay mine is called the daddle dashers beatrice stood at the finish line of the annual saint augustine daddle pepper festival race there were several different races you could participate in most of them the traditional lengths you had the walk run mile the 5k the 10k the half and full marathon they all had fun names like Hungarian wax hoofers for the slower group who liked to walk. Bee's friends Aurora and Felicity were doing that one with their matching bingo shirts and bright yellow visors. The marathoners got the Komodo dragon killing it name, top of the scale among peppers, and the beloved daddle pepper in the middle graced the 10K runners, the daddle dashers. Bee didn't run. She had hard enough time walking and really didn't see the point anyway. 
out there in the road, vulnerable to cars and bikers alike. No, sir, thank you very much. She'd stay safely on the side on the sidelines and pass out waters. That was her speed. One year she tried helping pass out the bibs, but her thick Irish fingers had trouble picking up those tiny pins. Mm. She didn't even attend the race the last two years, not remembering exactly what caused her to miss it. Also, not really missing out, if that makes any sense. She wasn't sure how much made sense these days. Um, oh, at 70, she figured it was pretty normal with lots of brain cells going all fritzy. <laughs> Bears and crossed eyes when, when um, crossed eyes on others when she spoke used to upset her. Now they made her dig in and go on and on and on. Nothing like killing people with a little extra of what they start to despise. <laughs> the jiggling, oh, the giggling it caused almost came out on top of the rambling, but she put a quick lid on it. They didn't need to know she was having fun. The one person who seemed almost intrigued by what she had to say, nonsensical or, or illogical as it was, could, as it could be, was Harvey. He was new to the home and all the girls, especially Felicity, had their sights on him. They flirted and giggled and, and played coy and demure. B could just about strangle Felicity when she put on the coquettish teenager bit. She was a tawdry tart if ever there was one. B didn't really have any interest. She'd been alone a long time after Philip died, and while she loved him awful, she had settled in nicely to only caring for herself for a change. Harvey seemed nice, but in an Eddie Haskell sort of way, and B thought, something that sweet has to cause cavities. <sighs> and he seemed to relish in all the fawning from the cluster of blue hair. Not her game. She minded her own business. Harvey had different plans, though. B learned at the last trivia, different plans, though, B learned at the last trivia night. He infiltrated their table, and even with Felicity batting her non-existent eyelashes at him, he cozied up to B. She'd rebuffed him two or three more times at bingo and the roast beef buffet. Finally, he came right out and asked her, and asked her to come and be his cheerleader at the 10K. She said no at first. But he kept leaving adorable pleas at her door and at the main desk and even through good old Felicity, good old fit to be tied Felicity. She'd probably never in her whole life had a man pass her over, especially for someone as plain and boring as B. The last time, the last item he left was an old fashioned pom-pom. Pom -pom. B giggled at that one and thought maybe, just maybe, it couldn't hurt to begin a new friendship. So here she stood at the finish line, watching the hordes of sweaty people bouncing up and down as their sneakers hit the pavement and pushed them forward. Harvey came into view and B could see him turning his head slightly to each side, scanning the crowd. He wasn't even paying attention to the finish line or his time. In fact, he seemed to slow down. She watched him a little more, his head turned, and their eyes locked. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> See, Harry could have been a ballroom dancer. <laughs> I just totally spaced it. I, in my head, I was thinking, okay, I got to get this in there. But 
I focused on the situation instead. Yeah, that's nice. I like it. I, I was muted accidentally. Um, yeah, I like that because you, you did romance too. And yeah, Christine, you're right. You know, he could have been a, a ballroom dancer. We just didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> it could be woven in very easily, I'm sure, if I decide to. Well, yeah, it. actually, it could be. It really could be because, oh, I don't know. I don't want to give you That's too many sweet. <laughs> things that you need to add to. You need to add this and that. No. <laughs> All right, Christina. Let's hear All it. All right. All right. Um, no title. <laughs> the ballroom dancer, the ballroom dance instructor, Chad was a professional, salsa, merengue, the waltz, but not running, not clogging, clomping, sweating. He was a professional. He would not stoop to her level, but he also never turned down a challenge. This young woman had shown up looking so defeated last, last month. Chad's heart did soften at the remembrance of her sunken eyes and bony shoulders when he clasped her when he clasped her around the waist that first afternoon he was afraid of crushing her he did the quick step again and again in front of the wall-sized mirror trying to erase the image and feel of her from so many months ago she was no longer that vulnerable girl she had grown stronger over the months, always meeting his demands and clearly practicing at home. He'd seen the improvement, watched the shadows of her eyes fade and the definition of her shoulders, arms and legs as her muscles grew. But now she was challenging him. It had, Oh, Chad had never allowed such things from his students, but this student close to his own age. And he had to admit the early shadows in her eyes had been eerily familiar to him. He could admit that to himself now. Yes, she had met, risen to meet his challenges, so he would accept hers. He would run in this silly race, 6.2 miles. How hard could it be? Chad had resisted her offer of training. He had been a professional dancer, won competitions and owned his own studio. It was just running. It was not like there was a, re a routine or specific steps. It was one foot in front of another. Dogs and horses did it. He did one more spinning leap across the studio floor, drank some water and replaced his dance shoes with running shoes. He did not see her at the starting line, but there must have been a hundred people, so he wasn't worried. Then the national anthem, then the starting gun startled him and he started to run. He really had no choice as the crowd surged forward. He kept up at first, one foot in front of the other, moving forward, but he had to keep, but he had to keep moving forward. At the first stitch in his side, he looked at his watch. He'd been running for 15 minutes, twice as long as his longest dance routine. At the first water station, he spilled half the cup as he tried to reach for the water and raise it to his lips, all while still running. He could not stop. He knew he could not stop. But where was she? He was doing this for her. He noticed some of the other runners dumping the water over over their heads and he imagined that would feel nice as 
as night front to and especially as he could almost feel the water sloshing around in his empty belly. After another five minutes, he reached the turnaround, but he still had not seen her. Maybe she was doing this, maybe he was doing this for himself. At the next aid station, he slowed enough to sip the water and then dump it over his head, relishing the brief refreshment as the water cascaded over his shoulders and head's head. Still no sight of Melanie, finally came up with a name for her but he could see the finish line. He'd slowed considerably, but was still moving forward, about to finish his first race. He felt as jubilant as he did after taking his first dance lesson when he was four. Once over the finish line, after the cheers of strangers had ceased, he stopped. Then he heard her, congratulations, teach. He turned and there was Melanie hardly winded, not a drop of sweat on her. He could not yet speak, trying to catch his breath. I won the 10K at the last Olympics, she said. Thank you for pushing me in those, in those dance classes. This was the first time I've run since my mother died. Before he could reply, Chad bent at the waist and threw up. Damn, he thought, now I'll need a mint before I can kiss her. When he stood back up, she handed him a bottle of Gatorade. Don't worry, it happens to the best of us. That's it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Really good. That was really good. <coughs> oh my yeah. God. I, I was wondering if we'd find out more about her, what was going on. I like that. Yeah. Well, it, it took me all the, I, I just couldn't come up with a name. <laughs> I was like, Melanie. <laughs> so, no, but I liked, um, I mean, we got such a clear image of her and she, you know, kind of waif like, and, you know, and then he watched her muscle grow. And um, that was really good. That was really good. So that was many, fun. So it was fun knowing that I had to finish, <laughs> kind of like a race. <laughs> like, just got to finish. I got to put an end on it. Yeah, yeah. I liked all the little nods to running. You're a runner too, right? I used to. I'm not, you know. Yeah. yeah three or four yeah. years ago and 30 or 40 pounds ago, I was. <laughs> it's, the, it's that pouring. I always get two cups of water. They always fill mm -hmm. about a third to a half full. The first one is to take a few sips and then toss it and I put it over, well, Sometimes I put it over the back of my neck. Um, yeah, not yeah. My hair because I have cochlear implants and I don't want them to get wet. But yeah. I will pour it over the back of my neck or down the yeah. front of my shirt. Yeah. That's why I always like when they, sometimes if they have ice, that's, that's nice. Putting the ice down in the sports bra, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 If they have ice. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. yeah that was were, really good. These were good this week. I really liked them. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you could finally join us, Christina. Yes, I'll do it again anytime. I say now that I'm not nervous. Now that it's over. <laughs> yeah, you know, once you do it once, uh, I think it gets easier each time you do it. Well, I really what do. I like—I mean, we've talked about this pretty much each time we do it too. What I what I really think is, for me, it kind of strips away some of it is that we're doing the exact same items. Mm -hmm. Like I think I got a little bit more nervous when it was like my own for some reason, but I yeah. like to push me to, to kind of get that stuff in because I was so eager to hear what other people did with it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we have the exact same thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's funny that we both forgot the ballroom dancer, but we both remember the romance. Yes, I did that. And that surprised me entirely. Cause you know me, I cannot write a, 
a, a stitch of anything romantic. It's always got to be death and blood and gore. Oh, same here, but, same here. Um, yeah, I was not planning on writing a romance. She was just going to go into the theater and watch a movie and hide. And then he kind of appeared at the last second. I thought, oh, there's your romance. romance. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Very good. Got me right. That's, that's that was fun. Thanks, matters. ladies, so much. Fun, fun. That was a blast. As always, you will find the links to our Roller Prompt writing series in the show notes. If you would like to comment or request to be on the show and do one of these prompts with us, let me know. In the meantime, go read a good book. <laughs>